Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast, Stay Wine, um, now available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm very excited for this episode, actually, because I have Biola. I've known Biola since, like, I've known Biola basically since, like, at least 2007, seeing as we were in school together from 2003, and then, oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, let me not age myself and age Biola in the process, but, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've known Biola for a very long time, and I have Biola's beautiful wife, Linda, who, like, Aww. listen, Linda is, she, I feel like she and I, if we knew each other in school, I'd be more friendly with her than Biola, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, Biola. Like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sorry, Biola, I'm not... I'm not trying to throw you away. It's just I need to, you know, pick the person I can save me. <laughs> no but yeah, I thought it'd be good to have Viola and Linda on this episode because I thought what would be good is obviously COVID-19 and the lockdowns happening everywhere. I wanted to talk to like a millennial couple that are basically on lockdown together um, and see how obviously they're dealing with it. Like I've complained on this podcast several times. I'm on lockdown with my parents. You know, it's, oh, <laughs> it's, oh, a, it's a trip. <laughs> so I, I want to get other people's perspectives of how the lockdown is treating them. So I brought Viola and Linda who are a beautiful millennial couple. And I thought it'd be good if they just talked to us about, you know, the lockdown and, you know, just even them as a couple. So I will start with a question to Biola and Linda. Any one of you can answer first. What is mm-hmm. your story as a couple? Like, first of all, give us your background. Like, give us how you met, what's cute about you guys. Tell us everything. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'll take this okay. one and uh, I'll let Yay. Linda take the <laughs> from me. Anyway, um, but uh, so we, uh, we actually met in Dallas, Texas uh, back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, we met in church. Uh, we met at a church called, uh, we, yeah, we met at a church called King's Ward uh, International. It's in Dallas. So it's a Nigerian church. I know it's not as popular as Redeem, but it's one of those. And, and uh, I had seen her a couple of times. I, I've seen Linda like once or twice in church. I, I mean, I was never really the, I guess, the most. Aggressive and getting what he wants. Yeah. And also, <laughs> first, I mean, first I was going to talk about my relationship with God first. Oh, but, <laughs> But I just dragged him. <laughs> Already threw me under the bus. But we'll get there. Uh, I mean, they all knew I was shy. Everybody knows I was shy in, in high school. So, but we'll, true, we'll talk true. about but I, I wasn't, I used to go to church once in a while. So I guess like, I started coming to church more because I was trying to find Linda. Because I had seen her once in church and uh, she disappeared all of a sudden. She used to like show up like once a month or something. Yeah. I only, I found out later she lived in Austin and she used to just visit once in a while. But uh, one Sunday, I finally found her in church after like two months of searching. And I was like, okay, I cannot miss this opportunity because I might not see her again for Aww. another month. So I went out there shaking and all. I asked for her number and then disappeared. And that goes to the part where I'm very slow in acting. Apparently, like I was supposed to have started making moves from day one. I didn't know that's how dating worked, but <laughs> I was trying to like say like in the dating world that I was coming from, it's like you get a girl's number and you text her like three days later, you know, all yeah, the, the oh slow stuff. <laughs> I know, he was still playing the games, but like to add on to that, before he came to like, you know, ask for my number or whatever, that same Sunday, his sister uh, found me in the, because I was taking care of the kids um, as a children's, I don't know what they call them, children's Aww. pastor or whatever. Yeah. But um, his sister came and she was like, hey, um, I have a brother today and he, he's going to ask for your number. And she literally talked him up. She said, this, this guy is like the most amazing man in the world. This Aww. is going to be husband. Blah, blah. So I had a little heads up. And so I was expecting, I don't know, I guess 
I just didn't think the way she talked yeah. him up, I thought it was going to be some arrogant. His sister sold you dreams. His sister sold right? No, but I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> that was true. It's true. <laughs> but I was like, I thought it was going to be some arrogant person. I don't know. It just sounded like someone who knows they're nice. So when he came, honestly, I didn't even put two and two together. I just thought it was someone else. Not that I was, you know, hot like that in the church. <laughs> but I didn't think, I was just like, oh, what's happening today? I thought it was, he was so nice. His hands were shaking. Like, oh, oh you know, your like, your hands it. were shaking. He's gonna like, deny that. I like vitamin D or C. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, anyway, then um eventually um we met up and I was just testing him to see, you know, I'm still looking for a godly man. So I'm like, if you really like me, you're gonna come to Bible study. Um and he showed up. Yeah, that's Bible that study. same Sunday. I uh we started talking that same Sunday, I guess that I got a number and there was a Bible study, like a one of those group get together later on. And I wasn't planning on going, but she said she was going, so I showed up. <laughs> and- Wait. <laughs> This man only came to church to come get my number. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, I used to work in the media. But then again, so we came to find out, like I guess, like we came to find out that we lived in the, pretty much the same apartment complex. Like we mm-hmm. lived like a, a minute from each other, yeah. And we didn't know that, like so we we found out that, and pretty everything just I guess sort we of we love like, to do the same. Thing. We love doing the same things. We love. We just sort of started clicking Aww, and. Oh like, guys. Man. The moral of this story is I actually need to go to church because my mom is trying to get me to go to church. And my <laughs> argument is I went to a missionary boarding school. <laughs> I've gone to church enough times in my that's, life. That's what I always say. That's what <laughs> I'm like, always Anybody's trying to get me to go to church now. There, you know, you just have to find the right one. And if it's not clicking, you just move on to the next. But eventually you'll find one. This is why people come to the podcast to get sage advice from Linda. So <laughs> Linda, Linda has given us the advice. Let's all write it down and make sure we, we go with it. All right, cool. So let me ask this. Let me ask this because this is, this is a question I ask all my friends. And I like all my friends who get married. It's always like, how does marriage affect your relationship, right? Because when you're dating, it's like, okay, we're dating. But then right. when you're married, you've signed papers, right? There's paperwork. Right. How does that affect your relationship? For us, so, you know, we met and then seven months later or a few months later after we met, I got a new job. And so I was going to be living in Austin permanently. And so it, I feel like it made our relationship start progressing a little bit faster than how it would have if I was just, you know, back and forth or in Dallas majority of the time. So after I got my, um, my new job, it was like, okay, how's this long distance going to work? I don't do long distance. Listen, I don't even care if it's 45 minutes away. I don't know if I can do it. So it was like four hours. I don't have time for this. I can't be driving back and forth. I, I don't know if this is going to work. So y'all are here. I was like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, seven months later, you know, we we're just seeing each other a lot more. He was driving down like a lot. I don't even, almost every weekend. Um, I think seven months or eight months later, we we're already kind of like before that we we're already talking about marriage and like i know you're the one you know i'm the one like i don't care about dating anyone else like everything was just aligning um oh, and i was like i'm not i'm not moving in with a boyfriend i mean i just can't do it i just don't think i'm gonna waste my time um we have to have like a commitment and he felt the same way like i'm not gonna move to austin for just a girlfriend Anyway, so he proposed seven months or eight months later yeah. Was, wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, you guys have been dating for seven months when he proposed? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, damn. My longest relationship is like eight months. And I was so <laughs> Well, like, 
like she told me like she told me everything she wanted day one like there wasn't any oh, playing yeah. around like it was kind of like this is Linda, what I want Linda I and feel like you yeah. should be doing a podcast about yeah. getting what you want yes <laughs> I'm serious I was like I am done. I had been dating here and there and people are just not serious. And I told myself, you know, I'm just going to be single, focus on me, travel solo and like get to love myself and have fun. And so I literally had a true prayer with God. And I said, whoever is going to come in my life next has to be my husband. And if they, if they don't want that, that's cool, but I'm not, I don't want to date. So when he came, even when he was like asking me on a date and all this, I kept telling him like, honestly, I don't really, I don't want a relationship. You have to be serious. Like, what are you looking for? Are you trying to settle down? Are you just trying to focus on your career? Like, let me know. So I think I like we're it. like, he knew. And I told him, I was like, I'm only giving dating one year. After one year, if you don't know you want to be my husband, then we can go our separate ways. I don't have time to be dating for three, four years. Yeah, I definitely need to be Linda's friend because Linda seems, <laughs> Linda seems to have like, shit together. So then we, yeah. So then anyway, we got engaged a little bit quickly. So then he moved to Austin um, and we started living together. Family was, I guess, okay with it. You know, now we're, you know, fiance and fiance or whatever. Um, and so it took us a, a year. We only got yeah. married last year. So we still yeah. Were, yeah, was, were engaged for a while. Yeah, dated yeah. for six, seven months, engaged for a year. Then, yeah, then we had our wedding ceremony. We're, yeah. we're technically kind of married. Yeah. Like, we had a wedding ceremony. A well, that's amazing. Later. That's amazing. So getting married and just basically being on lockdown what has that mm-hmm. been like for you guys like so i was reading right. one of my one of my other friends that got married i think about nine months ago give or take was writing about how this is the longest you know she and her, and her husband have just had only themselves to deal with and you mm-hmm. know there was a whole bunch of lessons and i was like well this is interesting so what, what has that been like for you guys right for us like initially pre-lockdown we both work from home so being oh. together eight to five nothing has changed in that regard Okay. We um we still work too, but for some reason I don't know the stress has just been like amplified. Like <laughs> I need a break. I feel like this is the first time in our relationship that I've felt like okay, I kind of need a break from him. Yeah, uh, he used to bit. say like oh, I never need alone time from you. Yeah, I was like you can you can hang out in the corner while I'm alone. I guess <laughs> like that's a definition of alone time. Um, but now I guess she's finding out that I guess I'm not that cool. Right. <laughs> no, 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 not right on you. Not that cool. Sorry. <laughs> I think we're just like, I think the first, you know, the first three weeks it was cool. Okay, sure. We can watch a movie, do this. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, I mean. So I'm, okay. I'm going to jump in right here. So the question, um, so you said, uh, I was coronavirus pretty much affected our, so really like i guess like we like we're lean, we're newlyweds and like we are we're still i guess like trying to figure out i guess what you know how marriage should be and how marriage yeah. is we're, we're pretty much learning the ropes and every single thing um when it comes to staying together like the lockdown hasn't really affected us like she said because we go work from home before this mm-hmm. and so it's just a continuation of the same thing but the way it's affected our lifestyle is we love like the one thing that brought us together is like we love traveling right. like oh we, wow we mm-hmm. we that's like our thing we we're just doing a bunch of stuff hiking yeah i can we like, we're like yeah we, we don't spend money on anything but like that's that's what we spend money that's what we do like but we've not been able to do that and we're losing our minds because i need to go somewhere right. and she needs to go yeah, so I those are that. the things that like and it's those experiences i guess like that helps us like that's been helping us build our relationship faster mm-hmm. because of like you know most couples don't travel together after like the first month of dating we, we were already on a plane together 
to somewhere after the first month of dating. Mm-hmm. And those are our experiences where we built our experiences like, you know, stronger and faster that way. And that's one big effect. It's right. we can't do all the things we love. And yeah. that is forcing us to, sorry, that is forcing us to, um, I guess, try to find be new. Be innovative. Yeah. Be innovative and find new things. And I guess like figure out a way, I guess, to keep on growing and also yeah. like, I guess, know each other better. But yeah, which has yeah. brought up new problems. Right. But, yeah. yeah, I was just going to add, it's true. I think for us, what made our relationship move faster and be stronger is definitely the traveling. We did a lot of stuff that we're both scared of together and like put ourselves in situations where I had to like lean on him and he leans on me, conquer a lot of stuff like that. And now that we don't have that stuff, it's like, okay, now how do we conquer, I guess, our own emotional distress? How can, how can we communicate when we're both stressed out? How can we be there for each other without leaving, you know, the four walls of our house? Without an escape. Yeah. And then it's just focused, <laughs> made us focus more on like actual financial planning. Let's talk about like, what are we going to do once coronavirus is invest in, you know, how do we build our family talking about more deeper conversations on your goals, businesses you want to start. So um, that's the positive side, I guess it's made us really think more about what does marriage really mean? Am I, what type of wife am I to you? What type of husband are you, you know, reflecting on some of our premarital counseling uh, teachings that we got um, and just trying to make sure that we build a strong foundation that, Next time anything like this happens, we don't get stressed out. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I get um, that. I like it. I like it. Um, I, 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 to be honest, right, I think overall, like everyone has been affected one way or another by this, mm-hmm. right? Um, at least we're, you know, we're very fortunate and I thank God every day that at least we're people who, it's not like we're necessarily looking for where our next meal is coming from, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you guys have been working from home. Fortunately for me, like everything I've been doing as well, it's something that like it's moved online. It wasn't necessarily something that was like, oh, you had to be in a place. So I am very grateful right. for that. But I think for me, what I'm always concerned about is the impact on mental health, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's going around laughing and, you know, trying, like at least as, to the extent that I know my friends were all laughing and you know finding new things to do indoors and stuff but I'm always very concerned about where people's mental health like where their minds are um, during this period and I think what I'll just ask you guys is now individually how Mm -hmm. is your mental health during this time not as a couple now just as as individuals what is your like you you reserve the right to not answer by the way but (laughs) if you do answer like where is your headspace at right now um for me I think it's a little bit different so pre um coronavirus like you said we're just it's a, it was a lot of movement a lot of traveling up and down going doing things and now that things have slowed down i think it's finally given me a chance to really think and say okay who am i without all of those things you know yeah. who am i yeah. without the traveling without seeing a bunch of friends without even trying to think even without biola you know who am i what's left when all of that stuff is gone so i'm trying Right now, my mental health, before, I guess it was just complaining about the fact that I couldn't do those things and and being stressed out about it. But I'm reaching a point where now it's like, okay, let me spend more time meditating and getting to know me again, getting back to that Zen place where I used to be at peace no matter what. How do I get closer to God again? How do I, how can I be okay in this moment? So I guess I'm, I'm doing good with my mental health because I've come to the realization that those things that I can't do right now don't make me who I am or shouldn't bring me happiness you know so trying to I'm just like in the figuring it out stage of how can I be okay right now without anything else but myself 
Um, So I think it's getting better. And I think the more I spend time just being at peace with how things are and not complaining, my number one rule is right now is like, I'm not going to complain about anything. I'm just going to focus on being grateful. And it's been helping. It's like the more thankful or grateful I express life. And and anytime anybody asks me a question, I just focus on the positive. The more I feel better. So right now I'm doing good. Really good. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us yours. (laughs) I I uh, I haven't really thought about. I guess I guess I should have used this time to evaluate. <laughs> hey, you know, mental health is not something I guess we really focus on in Nigeria like that. Um, True. Which um, but I'm grateful for Linda because she's been teaching me a lot about mental health and like I guess like a lot of that in the last few years. But I guess to answer your question is, my mental health is it's shaky. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. with, with the coronavirus is shaky, but it's kind of um. It's a lot of like it's a lot of lessons learned. I'm finding out like you know, like we said, we we used to work from home before, and like this coronavirus really didn't change much for it. It just, I guess, limited our ability. What is pretty much teaching me? It's kind of like you don't need, I guess, like you don't need a vacation or you don't need a place or you don't need anything to slow down because of like we coronavirus going on right now. I realize that this thing has been around for two months. And like, I really haven't accomplished much in those two months. And instead of like, while the world, like, I guess it's a way of like, don't focus on what's like, it's what's teaching me, like, don't focus on like, what's going on around your surrounding. I guess like, let the world be burning or set on fire. Just keep doing what you plan on doing. Keep your mental health in check. Whether there's a virus out there or there is not a virus out there, just like, keep on doing what your plan is. And it's pretty much teaching me like, okay, why it's like affecting my mental health so much why i said my mental is a little bit shaky is because like it's teaching me that you need a plan and without a plan the world is going to affect you mm-hmm. like things like coronavirus but if you had this if i had a solid plan at the beginning of the year like it's like like 2019 never ended really like a lot of people say like 2019 <laughs> never ended because i didn't i didn't have a plan for 2020 like really like yeah. my wife was kind of scared of 29 we didn't even go to church we usually go to church and like you know pray into the new year or you know do something we're at home because she was like scared or something was gonna happen i don't know why it was just a weird feeling it's like a new coronavirus is coming it was a weird feeling so we sat down outside and we didn't do anything like that new year. so it's like we didn't have a plan so it's just in life i guess have a plan if you have a plan the noise on the world won't affect you i guess so focus on god and also focus on god i guess that's focus god on, is my, I, focus, focus god on god is so i'm trying i guess i can't give an answer like god is my mental health i guess but yeah <laughs> I'm open no, with my mental health. I, I so. agree. I think I, okay, not to confuse my listeners, but my, my uh, mental health like, like lesson is the opposite of what Biela has because like I'm a planner. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Like I am a planner. Listen, if I show you the book I had for 2020, because the thing is, right, I think I'm just like everybody. 2019, <laughs> 2019 was a dumpster fire. Like I look back on 2019 mm-hmm. and it was like, but, but so, you know, by the end of 2019, like by December, right? Because I went through so many changes in 2019. I, you know, I had to quit my job. I moved, I moved to a new country. In fact, I moved to a brand new continent with a brand new language. So, so for me, 2019 felt like too much happened at once. So my plan for mm-hmm. 2020 was just take it easy. But these are things you must do. I made a list of six things. Do this, do this, mm-hmm. do this, do this. You know, I had a plan. And then, you know, like I was in China when the virus started in January. So, you know, I've been chasing coronavirus since literally the outbreak started. <laughs> so right. yeah. in fact... See, by January 20, I'd already accepted that. Well, this plan. plans have to change. Listen, by January 20, I was like, okay, so 
uh, what are we going to do about the plan? <laughs> and I just literally had to like scrap the plan and be like, well, uh, we need to go planless because <laughs> nobody right. can predict. So I, I, I think to, to the extent that you can plan, I, you know, look, I, I strongly advise planning um, to the yes. extent that you can, because I think it gives a bit of structure right um you don't have to the the question then becomes to what extent do you stick to the plan when the boat is you know sinking like mm-hmm. i think for me basically what the mental health lesson has been is have a plan but be ready right. to leave the plan <laughs> when things are not working again like the plan right. is not your life like let mm-hmm. go of this plan when the plan is not <laughs> when the plan is right exactly. and i was just gonna add that with that's how i guess we balance each other a little bit because even on trips when we go Biel is always worried about what are we going to do? What's the plan? He likes to know what we're doing. And I'm just like, let's wake up and see how we feel that day. Like, you just have to be like, you, said, you have to be okay with the plan. And I guess that's why that part hasn't affected me too. Cause I'm not, I'm not a big planner and I'm okay with plans not going according to plan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that could not be me. I can't relate. Listen, I'm not talking. <laughs> we're going on a trip. We, we leave the airport at seven. We get there. like listen no. this is not a jungle people no it's true but like even when we do that like anytime we've gone on trips and we miss the flight they all be stressed out oh my god we're supposed to we missed the flight we're supposed to and i'm just chilling i'm like it's okay we can get there at 12 we can get there at midnight but we pay for the hotel it's okay i mean it's fine there's Nah. I guess like, sometimes when you worry too much about the plan, it stresses you out. It's like exactly. have the plan, but if the plan doesn't go according to plan, be okay adjust with the, it. Make yeah. it adjustable. Make it adjustable. Guess, like, be able to move and be yeah, move. I, 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 I completely yeah. agree with that. I think just if 2020 teaches us nothing, it's look, have a plan, but what do you do mm-hmm. when that plan starts to go south and things are not working? Like, yeah. I, I, that was, I, I, yeah. I, sorry, you're saying. Sorry, that was like, that was like the addition of when you were saying like, yeah, it's complete opposite. I wouldn't say so. I would say like, it's yeah, almost complete, but it's kind of like what I meant. Like when I say like, if the wall is on fire, like there's like, for example, like now nah, this coronavirus, like, you know, pretty much ravaging the wall, then you are there. Yeah. Keep with your plan. But like, if you look outside then like, if your plan was to, I guess, go outside today and walk, and <laughs> you, can't. you can't, then maybe walk inside or walk in your backyard. Like still don't remove the plan, do it. I just must going it. modify it yeah. to your present condition. Be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Be realistic for your plan. And then also just know the only plan that matters is God's plan. So we make our own plans and if the plan doesn't change, my own thing is like God has a better plan and that's why this is happening. And that's how you cope with things, you know? I just yeah. I keep telling myself yeah. that because God better have a better plan <laughs> because this thing right? is yeah. <laughs> like, like, because the thing is, right, like I said, I, at the start of the year, I made six things. I said, these are the six things we'll do this year. Everything else, let it go. Six things focus, right? And of these yeah. six things, like four things were, for the most part, outside of my control. But there were two mm-hmm. that were like, okay, I'm in complete control of these two, right? So mm-hmm. I literally just, I'm now at a point where the other four, it's like, okay, well, put a big red mark on those ones and the two that mm. I can control I wake up every morning I look at them they look at me <laughs> and we continue to move <laughs> because it, it's, it's very it's very tricky and I just feel like especially being on lockdown it just feels like okay yeah. w- 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 what else can I be doing because I, I remember like on yeah. Twitter there was this whole thing trending about if you come out of this lockdown with no new skill or anything you know you've wasted and I'm like nah not really if I come out of yeah. this sane and stable <laughs> I've achieved things. Safe, safe I know, right? I come out of the alive. 
just a lie. Yeah. I think I'm good. Like people are dying left, right, and center. Exactly. Like, listen. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just keep, you know, I just keep coming back to the fact that, you know, this is that time to really treasure your loved ones. Like, yeah. This, if there was ever a time to, you know, hold someone's hand and say, look, I love you. I'm here. Right. You know, we'll figure it out one way or another. Like mm-hmm. this is that time. If words of affirmation was not your love language before, <laughs> it needs to kind of become your love language now. <laughs> like now, I mean, I I tease my mom senseless, but I actually tell her every day. Listen, you're an amazing mother, and I love you. It's just you stress me. <laughs> yeah, I you, but I love you. <laughs> so yeah, I I find that very interesting. And I, to be honest, I I'm looking at all my friends that are married, and I I'm just so intrigued as to what it looks like right. to be on lockdown. Because, like, to be fair, most of my friends are people who work in offices like me. So, you know, it was always sort mm-hmm. of left home. But I, I'm just so right. intrigued by it. And I thought it would be good to sort of have you guys to talk about that. And I, I, I mean, I'm le- learning something as well. I've learned that I'm obviously not ready to get married because I cannot communicate for shit. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is it's literally so- looking at me right now and shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> um. I know you didn't ask the question, but um, I would give an answer, I guess. Okay. An answer, yeah. Wait, tell us this the question general, first. General, yeah, I'm connected. I'm interviewing myself now. This is <laughs> taking this away. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Please. <laughs> no, I guess, like, I uh, just want to do, I guess, like, general, life on lockdown being married for me, and I guess Linda can say ours as well. I just, uh, life on lockdown being married for me is, um, it's interesting. It is, it is different because it's a complication of two things for us. It's a complication of like, you know, they say the first year of marriage or second year of marriage is hard, where you're trying to understand your communication. So it's a combination of the first year of marriage or the second year of marriage uh, issues that you're trying to navigate. And also the, it's also um, this coronavirus that we didn't expect. So it's having to navigate two things, which makes it a little bit harder. And it makes it harder because you're forced to be together <laughs> you can't run anywhere you can't do anything you can't go anywhere you can't be like ah oh, you know i'll be we'll talk about this in two days bro you're right there where are you going yeah. um let's talk about this right it's forcing like so it's changing thing and it's like it's really it's forcing a lot of communication we're having a conversation i said man there might be a lot of divorces after this coronavirus thing mm-hmm. or a lot of babies i guess like the two things like i guess people expect from marriage um, yeah. but I guess like, I don't know why we are looking at it like that, like either divorce or babies. It's more of like, what I want it to be is like, sorry, what I, what I want it to be is like, there should be two stronger people that come out of this. Right. Um, but right now the most, the, that's the biggest challenge, right? It's just, com- my biggest challenge is combining, I guess, being a newlywed and also this coronavirus thing happening outside the ability of not being able to do the things you do in a regular environment right i was just gonna add for me i think the the biggest thing is you know it's a combination for me of finally seeing some irritation maybe little habits that your partner has that never you used to miss like viola pulls all the covers to himself the whole night i mean until he wants to fight he wants to fight he pulls so, so you have that combination of like, oh my gosh, I didn't know he, he did that. And this is annoying. And then also at the same time looking at him and be like, wow, I'm so grateful that I have someone yeah. that I can be with. You know, I, of course, right now I'd be running to my mom's house, which is great too, which is good. And I'm sure she wishes I was single and was with <laughs> her instead. But um, 
I'm like not, you know, there's people that are losing loved ones. There's people that maybe are stuck on different continents with some of these lockdowns and maybe their spouse is somewhere else. Um, it could be a bunch of different situations, but I'm like, I have someone who I can cry to, who's not just like my, my, my parents, you know, that can give me comforts, that can pull me up when I'm down. If I'm stressed out, can kind of take the, the weight. If I'm, if I, I don't feel like cooking and I'm tired, he can be like, Oh, I'll make you something. So it's like, you're grateful and irritated at the same time. It's just a weird feeling where you love someone so much, but then again, sometimes you want to slap them, you know, when they get on your nerves. So well, for the most part, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say anything. Yeah, it's it's us what what kind of couple we are. It's the it's the fine line between not love and hate. It's the fine line between love and annoyance. And more love. Yeah, I I agree. Love and love and a fine line between uh like your your spouse love and like your family love. Oh, you want to beat your brother up, but you love him. But no, but I mean. To, to the point I think Bella made earlier, you know, after the lockdown in, I think it was in Wuhan, um, after the lockdown in Wuhan was lifted, there were like 88 couples filed for divorce. So, wow. you know, <laughs> wow. that's, that's, that, that's an interesting number <laughs> right month. there. That is a very interesting, interesting number. I was like, literally people, the minute they said, okay, you can leave your house now. I'm done. Let's go. <laughs> right. No, it's true. Like I have a friend um, or a colleague that I know and, uh, he, you know, his wife is a flight attendant and he's tra- he travels literally like at least four days out of the week. Of course, being a flight attendant, she lost her job and then, or she got laid off anyway. And he's home 24-7. I'm just thinking about oh, couples wow. like that. Like, you guys barely see each other once a week. And now you're together. Do you even know each other? And, like, <laughs> and they've been like that for like the last three years of their marriage. So like situations like that where those ones are gonna get yeah hard that's gonna be the hard one or you can make it realize you love the person so much and you should be spending more time with them but i would yeah yeah fingers crossed for them because yeah that that sounds like an interesting one i'm not even gonna lie all right let's do this just to start wrapping up um this final question has two sides right so what lessons are you guys taking out of this whole experience now First, personally, what lesson are you taking out of it in general? And then as a couple, what are you taking out of it together? So who, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. Uh, lessons I'm taking out of this is like, your problems are your own problems, not your spouse's problems. No, is that for the spouse or for you? I mean, for me. Oh, okay. I, I guess like, I guess having a spouse is easier to like project problems on them rather than, you know, dealing with yourself because you have this like partner. Uh, which is one thing, like, going from single to this. So you learn, I guess, like, one thing I've learned is, like, my problems are my own problems. And my partner is just here to pretty much, I guess, just be here for me for moral support. Yeah. Really. Um, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is the reason, why, <laughs> the reason why you haven't done it is because of you. <laughs> I guess if you just, – just that line, I guess. The reason why you haven't done anything is because of you. Um, it's not because of anything else. It's just because of you. Yeah. Um, that was your, that's the other one. And the third one is, it's really shown me, I guess, like it's, I mean, I, I always knew the kind of person I was, but it's, I guess it's shown me a little bit more of the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, I, I realize I'm not very charitable. Um, because I see a lot of people out there are like, you know, they're trying to, you know, go out there and give or do some more. And I'm like, eh. but 
um, I, I do, I do understand it. Like, I guess, like, are people doing these things? Like, the question I'm asking myself: Are people doing this for? Because I see celebrities doing it. I'm like, are they doing it for like you know, like publicity stunt, or are they doing it out of the goodness of their art? Um, when I look at the goodness of my heart, I really don't feel like doing that right now. I mean, I, I I'm not saying I'm a bad person. I guess sorry, I forget this is gonna be a line. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to say that like. I guess that's one thing, like, I, I, I realized then, like, yeah, I'm going to stop there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I tied it. I don't need to say that. But okay. yeah, there you go. That's me. All right. Oh, the last one, I think he means, like, people that are actually out there, I guess, yeah. going. I, I'm, I'm, I guess yeah, I, but I always tell him, like, you don't have to be out there in the front lines. You can, there's giving in different ways. There's people who just donate money and give money. And you don't say anything about it. And there's people that are out there taking pictures and posting on social media for awareness. So it doesn't mean one is greater than the yeah. other. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think yeah. yeah. And I think for me, when it comes to giving, a lot of it boils down to the motive. I think for me, that's okay. always key. Like if you're giving because you want it to be said that you gave, then psh, <laughs> go away. Right. But if, you know, there's some place in your heart where, you know, there's, there's a need to help or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just to, not to digress, but, Something very interesting is I think I, I I also sort of had to have that charitable conversation with myself because mm-hmm. I went through a bit of a phase where, you know, I was desperately trying to give people stuff. But truth is, I was I was nec- I was basically making promises I couldn't keep. So in an attempt mm-hmm. to be charitable, I wasn't necessarily being charitable. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, do think I that that is a conversation that needs to be had at the end of this right. whole coronavirus thing because people have had to really assess why exactly are you doing what you're doing? Like you say you're giving, but is, is, is that really uh, what you're doing? So right. that's just an interesting one. I feel like that's a whole other episode though. And also, mm-hmm. uh, how do you, I guess, like attempt, like, sorry, how do you, I, I guess, how do you consider like self-preservation over your charitable, I guess, like what you want to be charitable about? Like, you know, do you think about yourself yeah. first? Like, all the, mm-hmm. the, I guess those are things like, those are yeah. things like, coronavirus is helping me battle with right. it's kind yeah. of like i guess i haven't i don't i don't i don't i haven't come out at the end of that i guess but right. that's one thing you're in it right now. i'm in it right now yeah, yeah. that makes sense that makes sense all right linda you're up for me i think guess for myself i guess the biggest lesson i've learned or i already knew that i guess just more of a reminder is that i am completely okay without anything else in my life you know i'm grateful for the stuff that i do have but i want to get to a place you know um like John or, you know, where if everything was taken away from you, your family, your friends, your this, would that cause you to be bitter? Would you still be okay for the fact that you did experience those things? So it's like being whole and complete in my house, in my four corners, without all the other things that make me happy, whether it's, you know, seeing people traveling or friends or just new experiences, like I, knowing that i who I am is, can be explored internally, you know, wherever I want to go, I can go in my mind. I don't need to physically do it. So I think that's the biggest lesson. And I'm trying to just take more steps in just remembering that, whether it's in the type of food that I eat and my meditation, my yoga, I am okay. I am complete just being me and there's nothing else that I need. And then for the relationship, I guess the biggest lesson for me is that you know, stuff we've heard, marriage is hard. We haven't experienced the hardship all the way yet. We're still in that newlywed bliss, but I'm sure there's more to come. But it's like, <laughs> the biggest lesson is that marriage is a daily choice that you make. You know, every day I wake up and pretty much almost every moment, you have to look at your partner and say, okay, 
what type of marriage do I want? If we have an argument, is this worth, is this a type of marriage I want? You know, do I have to win this argument? Is it worth it? So just learning that marriage is something that we have to work on daily, just because we said I do six, yeah. seven months ago, I have to continuously say I do every moment and for the rest yeah. of my life. And, you know, no plans to ever say I don't, but just know that kindness should always supersede whatever I do and always trying to remember why I fell in love. Yeah. Even in the times that I'm upset, so. Aww, marriage over marriage over um personal. Yeah, marriage over self, I guess. Marriage over self. Oh, guys, I love this selflessness. This, you see, this every time I talk to married people, I realize I'm so not ready. Listen, the answer to <laughs> you have when the you answer. I really, I really hope so because listen, the answer to you have to win this argument is yes. It is always right. yes. <laughs> do, do, do I have to win the argument? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know, you'll get to a point where you win the argument and you won't even feel good about it. <laughs> I haven't experienced a, that that's yet. The male, that's the male version. But as a guy, if you win an argument, you, I don't feel good about it because you, you now have to apologize. For winning. For winning. It's pretty horrible. It's not a very good place. Listen, I really, so I really. Even when we lose, we still win because he has to come say sorry for winning. <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, this is to digress, but I really hope I get to that point because listen, I'm ready to burn the ship down to win an argument. I don't care. <laughs> to win. I don't know how to lose. Like, if I lose an argument, you all have to beg me <laughs> because I mean, what world are we on? Anyway, I guess guys, like the day you find, like the day you find the guy that can stand the argument and is happy about it i guess that's where he knows you one. know the one because you I sound really like a michelle so. like a michelle obama argument oh baby obama. thank you and still, i like till that the day, till the day like even on the day he proposed he used an argument to propose with her <laughs> i shall have to win the argument that's the only thing I know. <laughs> you nothing to get me I tell you now, right? no, but I, 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 I'm hoping that you know this childishness will pass. <laughs> this is not healthy. Anyway, guys, I love you so much yeah, for agreeing to this, you. and I really hope my audience loves you guys. Um, I, 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 I'm so happy to see like millennial love, just because I feel like millennials get such a bad rap about anything mm-hmm. serious, and to no, see right? you guys just be amazing, you know, be so in touch with your feelings, be in touch with your marriage, it's so beautiful to see. Um, mm. And anyway, dibs on Godmother, by the way. I don't know if I've said that before. Also, Fakayo is an amazing name. It works for boys and girls. Um, I'm happy to come to Texas to find you guys and babysit. Um, you know, I'm just telling y'all what is possible. Um, so yeah, Fikai is a lovely name. Um, boys and girls can have it. It's very unique as well. So you know, just think about it. No rush. And it will be named. It will be after a very successful, hardworking young woman. So exactly. girls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for being on my podcast um honestly i'm so happy and proud to be associated with both of you and here's to the end of covid and you guys resuming your traveling Woo! cheers yeah we're <laughs> drinking some wine this whole time so we're it's really bad it's really bad you gotta go back to work don't worry <laughs> thank you so much for having us thank you so much thank you so much, thank you so much guys. <laughs>